Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome back to the Full Focus Entrepreneur Podcast. Today I am joined by Jenny Krangle. Am I saying that right, Krangle? You are, yes. Beautiful. And as you can tell from her excellent sound quality, <laughs> she does this for a living. Um, so Jody, tell us more about what you do. Well, I've been a voice actor since 2007. Uh, before that, I actually did SEO and internet marketing. So <laughs> I've been on the internet for a long, long time, basically since 1995. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do a lot with audio recording. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a singer, so I, I have that in my background. That helps a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, and in... Interesting. How does that help? Mm-hmm. Besides, uh, I would imagine there's a certain amount of you know public speaking, mm-hmm. recording, singing, all require that same sort of confidence and stage presence piece. Yeah, uh, it definitely does. I would say that it probably helps more with uh, breathing control and it helps understanding how the music can affect us. So as a singer, I'm singing to music and I have a persona or a theater of the mind going on in my head when I am performing a piece on stage in front of people or even in a recording session. So these kinds of things were fairly natural to me. And it's the same kind of principles when you're doing voiceover because, I mean, I'm sitting in a five by four booth with a microphone in my face and headphones on. It's pretty unnatural, right? But you have to make it sound <laughs> <Right>. natural. <laughs> you have to have sort of a an organic conversation in a not very organic environment. Yes, exactly. And the thing with voiceovers is that often you are explaining things to people as the answer to a question that someone asked. And so you have to imagine, well, what was that question that was asked? Who was asking it? So who am I talking to? And where mm-hmm. am I? <laughs> right. Just what is this context really mm-hmm. for what you're Exactly. Doing? Well, for me, music gives me emotional context. Mm-hmm. So as as a musician, that helps a lot when it comes to voiceover because that's imagining the music that would go behind the piece often helps me figure out where I should go with it too. Right. Absolutely. So uh, here in, in the Emerald office, this, this podcast is very much focused on, you know, entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. a huge thing that most of my clients and particularly people who come to me uh, sort of newer and want to get their name out into the world. Content marketing is huge. Oh Yeah sorting out what content to create, how to create it, how to really find your voice is a big part of something that I do with my clients. And that's what I'd really like to speak to today. You have your own podcast. Can you tell us about that? I do. It's called Audio Branding. And the subtitle is The Hidden Gem of Marketing. And I started it in November 2019. I believe I'm up to about 88 episodes at this point. And uh, I release it every week. It is a podcast that talks about the power of sound, so how it affects our buying decisions and how it affects our everyday lives, really. There's a lot that sound influences in our lives. So I kind of got interested in this because of the voice acting. So Mm -hmm. as a voiceover, I am one small part of that audio branding spectrum for a company. And I just wanted to understand what the wider implications of that was. What am I contributing to? And why am I contributing to it? Like, what's the point? (laughs) Right? I mean, we all want to know our why, right? (laughs) We all want to know that our work is not just paying our bills, but maybe like part of 
something exactly useful. yeah there's there's a passion to it and in my case i actually don't do animation video games audiobooks the really glamorous stuff that people <laughs> point to when they ask oh what have i heard you in right <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't do any of that. I mostly focus my efforts on advertising and corporate narration. So a lot of that is internal and external facing narrations that appear right. on large company websites mm -hmm. for, for their employees or people looking at hiring their services. And so these kinds of things, for me, it's very advertising focused. But I don't feel that that's any less important. In fact, in a lot of cases, I think it can be really important for a company's bottom line. Sure. And to be honest, advertising sound is probably, and I don't know any statistics on this, is probably a huge, huge percentage of the sound that we consume in any given day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Digitally. it definitely is. Yeah. Right. And you know, it's becoming more video. so without two or three ads that are all narrated, that are all scored, that sure. are all uh, auditory. Yeah. It's becoming more and more important every day. And the reason is that it's really hard to differentiate yourself as a company if all you're doing is hearing because, mm -hmm. you know, Google and Alexa and all of these things are, are coming into play now too. So how do you differentiate yourself when all you're doing is hearing the company information? Right. So, we're going to talk about a couple things. We'll talk a little bit about uh, that that podcasting as part of building your brand. We'll talk a little bit about um, the the components of an auditory brand. But just to to start us out, what what is this sound branding? Like, can you uh, give us like okay. a definition or or you know explain it for someone yeah. who's never really thought about just the fact that you have. An audio brand. Sure. I, I actually have a definition, and this is put together by the International Sound Awards. Um, they're online. You can look them up. They actually do give out awards for innovative sound design and uh, products that, that um, sort of forward the idea of innovation in sound. And they define audio branding as a brand sound that represents the identity and values of a brand in a distinctive manner. The audio logo, branded functional sounds, brand music, or the brand voice are characteristic elements of audio branding. So it's a bunch of things. It's not just a logo like a sonic logo, what they call an ear con. It's not just a jingle. It's not just the music you use. It's of a whole part and parcel of everything that you put together that demonstrates the DNA of your company in sound. So uh, a sound logo, what is that? Well, you know, like the uh, butum from Netflix, right? Or oh, da, yeah. da, 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 you know, like <laughs> the, the oh, Intel, okay. you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, there's all it's sorts of It's not really a jingle because it's not really got, you know, words or a true melody. But yeah. Yeah. Even like the iPhone text message sound. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you'll know what it is. If there is a sound that you hear on such a regular basis that it becomes associated with a task or a company, that usually is what they call a, a, a sonic logo or an ear con. Mm -hmm. okay, and that's cool. the idea. The idea is for it to allow you to instantly recall what company you're dealing with. MasterCard did this really masterfully <laughs> about 
two or three years ago, I think, because they've started putting together sounds that happen when you do a transaction that's become their own sound, not just the, right. you know, the device that you're using. It's actually a sound associated with MasterCard. And it changes depending on where you are in the world. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, you know, like there are certain instruments that are more aesthetically pleasing in certain parts of the world and more used. And so the advertisements that they do in those parts of the world use those particular instruments or even beats, you know, like um, you're going to have a a more upbeat, playful kind of beat in Costa Rica than you are in, say, um, uh, India, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they're, they're different. They just it's have different, different sounds. Yeah. And culturally it's different. So they're trying, they're a worldwide brand and they're trying to relate to everyone who uses their service. So the idea of an audio brand is that it's not a static piece of music or a static sound. It's a bunch of things that can evolve over time and you can use them in various different instances for various different things, but it is kind of like the visual representation of your company. A lot of these companies do have like, you know, uh, uh, intranets that have every little piece of visual identity that you can possibly use in an advertisement or on a website. Mm -hmm. They're all there in one place. So if you invest in something like that for your company in sound, that actually ends up saving you a lot of money because... First of all, you don't have to pay a, a license-free directory for a new piece of music every time you want to create something. And these companies create a huge amount of com- of content, like just a mm-hmm. ginormous amount of content. <laughs> sure. And it's just becoming larger every day in many different uh, ways that it can be seen and heard. So this is definitely ongoing. But if you have to pay every time for a new piece of music, first of all, it's confusing to the people listening because they're not really quite sure what your brand is. They, you keep changing it. So mm-hmm. they don't get used to anything. And then it's harder for you to be associated with a certain sound. And again, if your brand is not differentiated by the sound it makes as well as what it looks like, especially now, you're going to be missing out. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, kind of shrinking it down because it's easy to see how the Netflixes and MasterCards of the world mm-hmm. are using sound because they're constantly inundating us with information. On a sort of more local small business level, where is a sound brand showing up for smaller companies? Uh, perhaps on your on hold and Ooh. sometimes on videos that are in your website or that are forward-facing to your clients, particularly for like how-to videos or things like that. There's all sorts of different ways that this can happen. Um, And, you know, especially commercials and that kind of thing. Anything that you put out there in the world should have a distinctive sound that matches who you feel you are and who you feel your audience wants you to be. (laughs) Right. And what they're going to enjoy listening to. Um, Yeah, there's kind of an intersection there. It shouldn't always be what you enjoy. It should Mm -hmm. be what the people you're trying to reach, what your avatar, let's say, what they would enjoy. But then who are you? So it's like that that Venn diagram in the middle (laughs) of who you are and who your clients want you to be and would enjoy interacting with. And, And how are you representing that? Right. Where would you recommend someone start if they've got, you know, if they haven't really thought about audio branding before, 
what what is the first step? Probably the first step is to discover which emotion you want to evoke in the people that are experiencing your brand. So uh, there are archetypes out there, like the hero brand, the lover brand, the guide, you know, brand. Like there's all sorts of different types of, of archetypes that you could use. But once you know that, you can sort of step back and say, well, what do I want people to feel when they're experiencing my brand? Do I want them to be comfortable and think they're having fun? Or do I want them to feel uh, warm and friendly? You know, like they're confident that I know what I'm talking about. So professional, you know, these kinds of different things evoke different emotions in us. And you can play with that to make audio that matches those emotions. Because really, like I said, sound is giving us emotional context. So it's like watching a movie. If you watch a movie without the sound on, you know what's going on, but you don't really care about what's going on. Right. You're not invested. I exactly. do that with scary movies because I don't really like yeah. scary movies. So if a movie's got a, like a, I, I don't enjoy like being jump scared. It, it, it bothers me. So I'll just get turn it. off the sound the for same that way. part because yeah. it's not scary without the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so think about that. Yeah. So your your clients, your potential clients want to know who you are in an emotional context. Absolutely. And feel comfortable with you or or understand that you're one of their people. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is something that we do, you know, when I sit down with a client to talk about their overall brand. And branding with me always starts back at their philosophy. They're, they're things that they believe about the world such that they've chosen to create this company, mm-hmm. right? Um, nobody starts a bakery because they think bread is awful. They start a bakery because they think bread is wonderful. Yes. And yeah. so starting with that, and that, that really helps you to create your visual brand, right? Mm-hmm. If one of your things is that carbs are love, then you're going to, that's going to go right into your visual brand. You know, sure, you, yeah. you're going to have a very romantic view of bread. And similarly, you would have that, um, you know, sort of oxytocin inducing warm, fuzzy feelings about bread that you want to communicate through your sound. You would have that romantic, uh, yeah, sort of definitely. Tint to your yeah. sound. But, so but in the, in that said, context, Mm-hmm. In that context, when you're talking about bread is love, I would yeah. say it's almost it's almost a family thing. Right. So so then you're talking about family love and how families express love with each other. And exactly. that's that's deep. That's you know, that's something right. you can it's really get your carbs. emotional fingers in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it's all part of this same process, I would assume. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, knowing your why, I'm not even talking just about, you know, that particular um, uh, philosophy. I'm talking about knowing what your passion is and knowing why you're doing what you're doing is basically knowing what your passion is. Um, and and once you know why you're doing this thing and, and what you're hoping to accomplish, what problem you're hoping to solve for the people that are experiencing your brand or what joy you want to give them. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. then you can sort of go from there. And, and yeah, the the sound is really what gives people that emotional context to understand what you're about in five seconds without having to do too much deep thinking. Yes, absolutely. Another great place um, that I touched on at the beginning that audio branding is going to show up 
for, for smaller businesses is in content marketing, particularly, of course, in uh, podcast and video, because those are the, the auditory um, platforms, as well as things like uh, Clubhouse and TikTok, which are little bite-sized versions of that, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Clubhouse is a bit different from TikTok, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, they're both sort of semi-social medias that have an auditory component in some way, shape, or form. They are, yeah. TikTok, you're recording stuff, though, in video format. And in Clubhouse, you're not really recording. I guess some people are. But it's really kind of a drop-in social talking thing. So it's much more, there's much more um, possibility of FOMO for something like that. <laughs> because if you don't go, you don't get to hear it, right? <laughs> Is there the option really to incorporate audio brand in something like Clubhouse that is essentially live? You know, you don't get to mm -hmm. do pre and post production. Yeah, well, there is actually. Uh, you can include audios and sounds and things like that throughout your discussion. You can actually mm -hmm. have them play throughout the room while you're having that chat. So you can start off people entering the room with a piece of music that is branded to your company. You can end it with that uh, another branded piece. You mm -hmm. can have um, just sonic logos or little pieces that will like separate different thoughts. If you want, you can just have this audio play points. throughout, you know, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of things that you can do. It's still in its infant stages, really, sure. but, but there's definitely stuff that you can do and following through with the sound of your, uh, of your company while you're having these discussions is certainly a good idea. Let's talk about the more mature content platforms, uh, podcasts and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Sound design is so important. Um, and I think everybody immediately thinks of the intro and outro music. Uh, but there are other elements to that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, possibly if you're talking about, um, you know, like normally when they would do like the swish sound, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like you're going from one, one thought to a different thought in a podcast, for instance, mm -hmm. you can have a branded sound for what you do. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely having a branded sound to start off with your intro music and with your outro music. If you have ads in between, then you have that music or a different type of music that's sort of branded to you playing in the background. There's all sorts of ways that you can do this. Also, in podcasts, it doesn't have to be musically done. Like it could be a phrase that you repeat at the beginning or at the end, right? Like mm -hmm. if there's something you say every time you start your podcast... Right. Well, that's that's good audio morning, branding. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good exactly. Night. Yeah, exactly. I was my... just thinking of that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, she can't just have made that up today. That <laughs> sounds like a thing that happens right now. Yeah. But you start to recognize that that's going to happen and you anticipate it. And that's good. Yeah. I talk to my clients about how that intro outro gives you kind of gives your listener sort of a, a bookends context, all right, this is what's going to happen. It helps them to set sort of expectations about kind of where to shift their brain to, you know, to put mm -hmm. them into, all right, I'm listening to this podcast mode, to, you know, that that outro music as it starts to play over those final, you know, little, you know, thank yous and goodbyes mm -hmm. at the end of an episode, that gives you a really clear indicator kind of a nice little road sign that says all right this episode is wrapping up 
you can start to shift gears to the next episode or to whatever you're you're doing in your day or whatever. It gives these really clear guidelines for people because people like to have they like to know what the the expectations are. Oh right? yeah. People yeah. like to be guided through these. Yeah, things. and sound is a really quick way to do that. It, and a super easy way to do that. I mean, it really is um, it, it kind of tells a lot of things without you having to see anything at all. And uh, it reaches us really quickly and really viscerally, really deeply. And it's not jarring in the way that, all right, goodbye, cut off would be. It's very, yeah. it eases people in and out of uh, situations that they can be used mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's really useful and very memorable. And we can fit it into different parts of our lives without it interfering with other things. Like, you know, we all have, uh, I, I kind of liken this to stones in a glass, right? Like we you can fill stones in a glass up to a certain point and then you can't put any more stones in there, right? Well, audio sure. is like the water that you can fit in between those stones. <laughs> Right. So yeah, yeah, we can do other things. That. We can we can be doing the laundry. We can be washing the dishes. We can be going for a walk. We can be in the car going to our work. We could do all sorts of different things while we're listening. And you're not able to do that with a video. Sure. Yeah. It has the, um, and I, I mentioned this in an episode I recorded specifically about podcasting. Podcasting has this intimacy. Because not only is it something that is uh, that can be part of my everyday routine, it can be what I, you know, someone can tune in and listen to me every time they walk their dog. Well, not every time they walk their dog. Uh, <laughs> not quite enough episodes for that. You'd be doing a lot of repeating yeah. or not very much dog walking. <laughs> but you can, you can fit someone into the everyday running of your mm-hmm. life the everyday routines and it's a medium where you're whispering directly into somebody's yes yeah so it is a much more intimate medium yeah but you know i mean radio is similar right like radio is reaching out directly to the listener so it's i mean it just depends on what you prefer to listen to but i i find that i like you said i have routines i listen to a certain podcast in the morning when i have my coffee that's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a five minute podcast, but <laughs> that's, that's mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> yep. Google plays me my 10 minute science mm-hmm. podcast at the beginning of every yep. day. And then I feel like I've learned something. <laughs> that's great. This is a plug for shortwave by NPR. It's a really sure. Podcast. Yeah. Um, the other big place that we see audio branding in the content marketing world is uh, YouTube specifically mm-hmm. at you know, the, the intro sequence yes. that, that most people have. Do you have any specific recommendations about either uh, YouTube in general, what makes a good YouTube sound design, or the relationship between, if you've got a YouTube channel and a podcast, do you want those to be the same audio brand? Or do you want them, or the same sort of piece of music mm-hmm. Or do you want, or do you want to differentiate across platforms ever so slightly? I don't think you want to differentiate unless you're using the same okay. piece of music and sort of like just modifying it very slightly, but it is the same piece of music. Uh, you know mm-hmm. that might work just the way that, um, for instance, at an, in a television show, if they have their intro music and then something really dramatic happens and you hear their intro music dramatically, you know, <laughs> right? Like that's kind of it's <laughs> right. still the same piece of music. 
Um, but yeah, you want your audience to be able to instantly know who you are by the sound. So if you keep changing that, you're not giving them that opportunity to remember it. You see what I mean? It's It, it needs to make I that do. impression on them. So I would suggest that if you're talking about intros and outros, have a little bit of what I call an earworm. Mm -hmm. Something in that piece of music that draws them in. Um, in my podcast, for instance, it's a it's a guitar um, strum, like a series of guitar strumming that sort of mm -hmm. starts off things and, and gets them excited and listening and, and um, you know, just sort of draws them in a little bit because it's distinctive. So if you're looking at something like that, definitely, um, yeah, that is the way to go. I would say that, again, it needs to be geared toward the people who are listening to it and who you're hoping to reach, but something that you feel shows your DNA. And there's an intersection there, like I was talking about. But if you're talking about moving your podcast to, um, to YouTube, that's kind of a different thing. And it depends. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, it depends on whether you're doing a video show or whether you're just doing an audio show. Now, I will mm -hmm. say that I do have my audio only show on YouTube. I use Headliner. I make it into a, a, an MP4 and I put it up there. And the only reason I do that, and it's not to get a huge amount of YouTube followers because I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what it is, is it's just there to give people an alternative way of listening to the podcast. Sure. I don't really care. It's just another platform well, for access. Exactly. It's for access. So for me, that's why I'm using it. If you have a video show and you want to have both the video and the audio version in the podcast, I would say that the video version could probably be more of an unedited kind of idea where you could put up all the video and you could use your intro and outro because you would have that, you know, playing throughout your podcast probably if you're doing like a live cast or something you've got that rigged up to play and and then you could do that same thing in the podcast but maybe you have a little more leeway in editing out certain bits of audio because it's harder to sure. do that with video absolutely you know so it doesn't have to be exactly the same show it should be pretty close and i would say that yes the the musical interludes and things like that should be really similar or exactly the same Real quick, I would love to know um, sort of what you see as the value of a podcast in an overall audio branding strategy. Well, I, I think it definitely puts you out there as an expert in your field. It gives you authority in what it is you're doing, <laughs> whether or not you seek it out. I mean, I will say I put out my audio branding podcast and I didn't put that out because I thought I was an audio branding expert. <laughs> I, I put that out because I was interested in the topic and I wanted to help people and guide them through the learning the way I was learning. So I'm really a guide and a facilitator. I'm not necessarily someone who does audio branding. I don't. I, I know people who can. <laughs> I know a lot of people who can and I'm pretty much around sure. the world at this point, which is fantastic. And I've learned a lot about that particular brand of, of marketing and advertising. But um, mm -hmm. but I'm learning along with everyone that listens to my podcast, which I kind of feel is almost a not a better way to go, but it's definitely an alternative to putting yourself out there as the expert. And, and sure. people will 
come to you and believe that you're an authority in that field, whether or not you say you are. <laughs> right. But there is there is sort of authority in being the explorer. Oh, yeah, definitely there is. You know, yeah, is. I'm not the expert on every tiny piece of business. I'm the expert on integrating all these things that I'm constantly learning mm-hmm. about business. Yeah. And that's what makes me valuable to my clients, essentially, is that I can take all these pieces mm-hmm. and create an overarching strategy for them to get them started in business or to get them to the next level. Oh, definitely. It's yeah. not about, you know, being the best in the world, because let's be really honest, there are a lot of people in the world. <laughs> the best in literally any category yes. is it's a high bar, yeah. but it's not a bar that we need to be seeking. It's about, um, it's ironically about the seeking, mm-hmm. right? The seeking that, that additional knowledge and growing and integrating it for people. Well, the interesting part about what I'm learning as I do this podcast and interview more and more people about the subject and how sound influences us, it makes me more aware of what I'm contributing to my clients. And it gives me a little more understanding of how I can best fit their needs. So right. so for me, that's important. That's really my why. I want people to understand Absolutely. that what I'm contributing to their audio brand is important, but that all sound is important because sound influences us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I want to summarize, if we can, the role of sound for a small business and what every solopreneur small business should be paying attention to in terms of their sound branding. Sure. Things that people can grab onto and remember. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It's all about getting your brand, not just in the visual sense, but in the audible sense. stuck in their head. Memorable. Because that's yeah. what good advertising does. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. good advertising makes you memorable. That's If you see an advertisement on the TV or on, um, like, a pre-roll in YouTube or whatever, and you have no idea who the advertiser right. is, <laughs> that's a failed advertisement. <laughs> I mean, you know, ultimately you want people to know who you are and understand on a visceral level who you are. And your audio and your um, visual should not be different. Like they shouldn't be conflicting. They need to work together. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm going to kind of lead you out with the question that I ask everyone on here. As someone who, you know, sort of runs their own company and puts out a pretty successful podcast, how do you maintain focus in your business? That is a very good question. I outsource. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Yeah. Well, because, and actually, uh, I will say that people can outsource, I think, before they believe they can. Mm -hmm. Because Ultimately, outsourcing allows you to focus on what you're really good at and let other people focus on what they're good at. And there are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of different hats that people wear as solopreneurs, as entrepreneurs. You know, I I know because I am one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And if you're able to focus on what you do really well, that makes you more money in the end. 
So, and it's also way more fulfilling. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, forget the money. <laughs> you get to fun. do more. Exactly. It's more fun. You get to do more of what you're passionate about. So I would say as soon as you can possibly outsource things like bookkeeping, like booking calendar appointments, or mm -hmm. like keeping track of these things, or like um, researching or which clients or editing podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> I totally do that. <laughs> uh, the more the the quicker that you can do that, the more you'll be able to focus on what you're really good at and passionate about, and the more you can you can just elevate your business because you'll have more time to do what really matters to your business, which is what you are contributing to it. Right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us all these little tidbits that you've collected in your own podcast. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for spending your time with me, Elizabeth Tolis, here in the Emerald office. If you want to hear, watch, read, and learn more about entrepreneurship, focus, and living a life of impact, I invite you to check out Full Focus Entrepreneur where I coach small business owners to be more effective, more organized, more profitable, and more impactful. If you're interested in listening to more of me talking to myself and others, please check out The Emerald Office, where all the episodes for all of my podcasts can be found. Both The Emerald Office and Full Focus Entrepreneur, as well as my social media and the show notes, can be most easily found at elizabethtolis.com. And I want to especially thank... Eric Tolis, who made the sweet backtrack you're listening to now, and Maria Carius, who made the beautiful artwork that graces this podcast's cover. A link to all of Maria's art can be found in the show notes.